0: Welcome to Nerd Talk, everybody. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead, and I am so excited to talk nerd with you guys. It's going to be a wild ride over this podcast. We're going to be talking about everything nerdy under the sun. This is going to include Star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Pokemon, superheroes, movies, TV, books you name it, we're going to talk about it. I can't wait to get into this. So make sure you buckle up, subscribe to our podcast, and hang on because it's going to be a wild ride. Welcome, everyone, to my first episode of Nerd Talk. I'm so excited to finally have this up and running. My name is Jordan Hallset, and I am the host of Nerd Talk. Today, me and my friends Casey and Levi will be talking about origin stories, from our favorite superheroes to our own personal origin stories of joining the nerd community and the nerd world. Uh, so Levi and Casey, uh, thank you guys so much for joining me today. I'm really excited about this. We've been kind of talking about this for a little while, and, and it was really funny because Casey, I told you about this, and you were like, this is going to be like really cool. The more you started thinking yeah, about absolutely. it, it turned into like, hey, let's have a conversation. Let's do this. And Levi, you've been kind of coaching me through how to do this. I'm very, very new to this. Um, and so I'm really excited oh, to do okay. this. And so, as uh, soon
1: as you said you're doing a podcast, I went, Oh, I want in. I yeah. Mean,
0: yeah, and it, it, like it was really cool because I was like, I don't know, like, do I want to do this by myself and just kind of give my thoughts and my opinions? Because, like, when I talked with my wife, Katie, uh, we just started talking, and she's like, You got to talk about something that like people want to talk about or hear or, or like they'll want to listen to and they want to subscribe to and follow. And I was like, Well, I mean, I like superheroes, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I started like just like formulating in my mind where do I go with this and the more I started to reach out I I was like okay we're gonna start with nerd talk and I'm gonna just start talking about you know my first episode was gonna be about origin stories and you and I started talking Levi about where like let's get involved like I kind of plotted the 10 episodes and you said I would love to join you if you're if you're okay with me joining you and every week I'm I've kind of got someone already lined up it just already happened naturally that I'm gonna have a, a guest with me so I'm really excited about this so so my first question is, what got you guys into the nerd world? Like Casey, where where was your start in all this?
2: So my start was actually with Harry Potter. You know, Potterhead. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was actually <laughs> I want to say it was third or fourth grade. I'm not quite sure, but I remember going into the elementary school library and pulling out the the book and seeing like Harry flying on his broom. Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh, that looks so cool. What is this book about? And so I go to like check it out of the library, and the librarian was like, buddy, you can't take this book. It, this is too hard for you to read. And I was like, No, I, I want to read this book. This book looks cool. And she's like, You're not going to be able to read it. And I was like, I will be able to read it, I swear. <laughs> and so. Your determination. Yeah. Like, I will be a pirate. Yeah. I will be a nerd. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. I was determined it took to get him a year, too. but he finally got it. <laughs> No. <laughs> Actually, she then made me go sit down and like flip to like the fourth or fifth page. And she's like, Just read this page to me. And if you can read this page without getting stuck, you know, too many times, I'll let you read. Like, check it out. And so I read through the page. He lets me check it out. And then I was a Harry Potter fan for life. It actually, funny, my fiancé is having a shower tomorrow that's Harry Potter themed. And I actually took a class on Harry Potter in college and got credit for it. That's how much Harry Potter has affected my life. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. That's one of the big things that we bond over. And I remember going and seeing some of the the later movies when we were in high school. We went and saw some of those. Um, I remember Fantastic Beasts. We got really excited when that one came out.
2: Fantastic Beasts, is I probably my love favorite. Fantastic Beasts. Absolutely,
0: like,
1: I love Harry Potter, but I didn't actually read the books until a little over a year ago. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I got I to say, so... I had a bunch of free time, and they were just mm-hmm. on a Kindle for free. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I just read through all of yeah. the books in like a week and a half. Oh yeah, they're they're addictive. I mm-hmm. think what what are the coolest things is
0: is that not only is it like one of those like pop culture, like nerdy kind of things, but like they're even revisiting it. Uh, Jim Kay, who is an artist, he started, uh, doing illustrated versions. And so Mm -hmm. I remember selling my books when you, when, uh, Casey and I were, uh, up in, uh, West Jeff, uh, I, I was getting rid of stuff and I was like, Hey, my goal is that when I have a baby, um, I'm going to read, uh, to my kid and I want him or her to, uh, to be able to see, excuse me, Uh, to see all the photos, and and I just, I love the illustrations there, it just, it was so cool to see that, so that is really cool that that was your start, so, so Levi, um, you have a similar start, right?
1: Yeah, in in a sense, it kind of started with books, but it all started with my parents taking my older brother to see the original Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, Okay. in theater, and I was like, that came out in, what, 2000, 2001? Yeah, so I was like there. six. <laughs> they they brought a six year old to the theater, <laughs> and, that, and like, uh, I gotta
0: say, like that's made a three hour movie. Was terrified. That's a three hour movie to have a six year old like sit through all that.
1: Like that's that's yeah. crazy. And then it was uh wasn't too too long after that I ended up finding The Hobbit, uh, the book, and reading it, Ooh. and just fell in love with Tolkien's work. And I ended up because of that of that love from just reading The Hobbit, watching the next two Lord of the Rings movies in theaters as they released. And then even as an adult, I remember going to the midnight releases of the Hobbit movies, uh, like right when I was going into college. Yeah. That's
0: yeah, those those were cool. I love how like they just they were big movies. They mm-hmm. weren't like I remember we were in uh junior they high. Are, they're
1: they're the Big sagas. Yeah, yeah,
0: they are. And and I, I remember being in junior high, and they did like you know those those movie days and whatnot, mm-hmm. like where it's like raining. Oh, it's good. We're just gonna watch a movie during like recess or whatever. And it was like junior high, and we were sitting. I think her name was Miss Anderson or something like this.
2: I remember a Miss yeah. Anderson. Yeah, and, and
0: I'm pretty sure that uh, we sat in her class and watched the end of like Lord of the Rings or something like that. <laughs> and I was, or, or I think it was Fellowship, maybe.
1: The the end of Fellowship is the most fast-paced part of Fellowship. (laughs) The first half of the movie is so slow and, like, there's so many tiny details that are just in the books that, like, people don't even realize. And some of them you don't even directly see. You just see it, like, in the background. Like, in... you, You see the trolls that get turned to stone in The Hobbit in the background in one of the scenes after Frodo is stabbed.
2: Oh, and you, okay. they
1: don't actually say anything about that unless you watch the extended edition, mm-hmm. where they have a scene of Sam going, "Look, it's the trolls from from Bilbo's stories." Really, oh, yeah. but in the in the theatrical version, you can see them there, but they're just in the background.
0: It's just it's just like a like a small nod, like an Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
2: that's but, really cool. And what's really cool about the movies is if you, you rewatch them now, they still hold up the graphics and everything for the movies. Oh, oh yeah. still hold up.
0: Well
1: I think they they have like the the battle strategies too. So the movies they had a uh, they created a computer program called I believe it was called Legion. Okay. And it would essentially create a battlefield and you could choose factions that were fighting against each other. And the program would essentially make individual People fight on the battlefield, and you could go and click, and it would zoom. They could like go and look and see who was fighting who and, and who was winning. And it was essentially a computer program that they made to then animate uh, with CGI, whatever, the, these massive battles uh, without having to manually do it. It would just kind of make the battle happen. Okay. In the favor that they wanted it to happen.
0: That's really cool. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, but that's it, not it your only really- start, right? Because because we we no, kind of share no, our story no. with Star Wars. So yeah. so kind of t- yeah. so I don't feel like I should start this part of the conversation. I feel like we have to hear your part because I I uh, love when we were when we were talking about the Star Wars portion uh, of of how you got into it. You just made me laugh because I was like, oh, he has the same Star Wars, story. and then you took a very different turn. So so go ahead, go
1: ahead, go ahead and share your part. So, uh, I got into Star Wars when I was a kid. I remember watching the original trilogy on VHS in my parents' bedroom. I think my dad was, like, watching a football game or something, so me and my siblings were in, were in the bedroom watching uh, the VHS tapes. Except the VHS tapes weren't bought. Uh, this is back when you could, if a TV <laughs> show or a movie was playing on TV, you could record it onto a VHS tape that was blank. And someone, I don't know who, they had recorded all three movies on three VHS tapes. But every, like, five to ten minutes, it would cut to a commercial that was (laughs) five to ten minutes long. And the quality of the tapes was horrendous. Like, it was nothing but static. There'd be times where it's like, you can't even see the characters' faces. You could just see, like, maybe part of their torso, and some you can hear some of what they're saying. And then there'd be parts where it's like, oh yeah, this is like a regular VHS tape. Oh look. Nope, that's a that's a commercial for soup.
2: So you're <laughs> saying you've seen both the extended editions of Star Wars and Lord of the Rings then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's <laughs> but, I oh would like, oh yeah.
1: So that, that's how I got started on Star Wars, and even as a kid I was like, this is cool. Laser swords. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so part eventually. Of- I got to – around the same time as The Lord of the Rings came out, episode one, The Phantom Menace came out, and I got to see that in theaters too. And it just blew my mind with The Duel of Fates.
0: That is one of the coolest songs in the entire uh, Star Wars franchise. Um, I know that that I share that same same kind of process was um, my dad was a big Star Wars guy in 1999 – uh, when Star Wars, the Phantom Menace came out, uh, my dad went and like one Sunday morning, me and my brother, we went down for a nap and next thing I know we wake up and like the front room is covered in 1970s and eighties action figures. Like there's Luke Skywalker, there's Stormtroopers. I'm pretty sure one was smaller than the rest. And I'm like, eh, it might be Luke. Um, but there's like that, that at the Ewok village. Um, and I mean, the, my dad put them out for weeks, mm-hmm. and the only reason they went back into storage was because some of the parts started to go missing, <laughs> and he got really What bad. I'm hearing
1: is your dad's a nerd.
0: My dad was a nerd. <laughs> uh, he, he definitely <laughs> loves Star Wars. He loves some of this, and, and if he ever hears this, uh, yeah, he's, he's going to be like, yeah, thanks, Levi. Um, <laughs> but but uh, I think what's hey, really we, cool— we all
1: knew you were a nerd when we were in high school. That's,
0: that is true. Um, so, so I remember some of that. I remember seeing Phantom Menace uh, over at the movie theater in Alliance, Ohio when we were there. Uh, my dad had the uh, collection v- VHS. So it wasn't like the first VHS of each one. Um, but it was, like, the collector set. And mm. so it didn't have, like, all the extra stuff, but it was, like, one of the first, like – because I know every time mm-hmm. they re-release it, George Lucas adds a little bit more and a little bit more a little bit more. And so I remember yeah. watching it, and it didn't even have Jabba in there. Like, the VHS of A New Hope didn't have Jabba the Hutt in it, mm. where, like, you go and watch it on Spike, and you're like, ah, oh, Jabba the Hutt.
1: Yeah. And, like, you can yeah, even like find I- – I don't remember Java either, but that might just be because they cut out a lot of scenes because it was for TV. Well, yeah, Yeah. so so some of that, like,
0: I watched it uh, when we were in Eaton uh, in junior high and high school. My dad had uh, got us a dish, and so we would watch it on Spike when it's ever on. That and Rambo, those were always there. (laughs) Uh, and so, yeah, I know. That is definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, uh, you are got to cover that. Yeah, we do. We will have to cover Rambo. <laughs> uh, so with the Star Wars portion, I think what was really cool was my dad always said, hey, we are going to go see it opening day or opening mm-hmm. weekend. We we never missed those movies. Um, but that wasn't the only series that my dad started us on. Uh, when the X-Men and Spider-Man came out in the live actions about 2000, 2002, right in that time frame, mm-hmm. my dad... Like, we went and saw those at the theater. There was a, a college theater right down the street, and I remember going, like, to midnight releases as, like, a five-, six-year-old. Like, yeah. I feel like that's, like, what my dad did. He was like, we're going to go see it. We're going to go see Spider-Man, and, like, I'm so excited. And, like, I don't know who was more excited, the five-year-old me or my dad who was in his 20s and 30s. Your dad. Yeah, pro- probably. <laughs> probably your dad. But but that kind of segue into me falling in love with superheroes. I remember going and seeing The Incredible Hulk or not the incredible, uh, just the Hulk just from the Hulk. with Eric Bana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember seeing the yep. Ben Affleck Daredevil. I remember I remember going and seeing Fantastic Four. We went and saw everything. Yeah. And then my dad, even into junior high and in, into high school, would still go see even the MCU movies, and we, we all uh, went and yeah, saw I Star Wars. Yeah, I remember seeing
1: all. Doctor Strange with you and your dad.
0: Yeah. It was just, we, we went and saw everything together. <laughs> or
1: no, it wasn't Doctor Strange. It was uh, Ant-Man, I think.
0: Something like that. I don't. I, I forget where where we were watching stuff. But yeah, we we dad and I stopped watching once I once me and Katie started dating. Um, and I started dragging her to everything. But um, so so that's kind of how you guys entered the nerd world. What are some of your favorite memories of being sucked into the nerd culture? And I'm gonna start with Levi here. Like, what are some of your favorite memories of being in nerd culture?
1: Ooh, I for me, one of my favorite memories being a nerd culture uh, is reading a book specifically the Percy Jackson books because I loved Ooh. Greek mythology But this, and then this was just a young adult novel and I'd read the book and be done in like a day and a half two days and then be so sad because I'd have to wait a year for the next book Absolutely. and I did that all through middle school and high school and it was just Agonizing because I wanted to keep reading and then I had to wait a year for the book. But then there was also just seeing movies with friends. Like yeah. these these I loved is just like, man, I actually get to go see these in theaters, and that's one of my favorite experiences is going to a movie theater. I'm gonna segue I, with I,
0: that real I, quick. Um oh. I know that we all, the three of us, how many times did we see the Avengers?
1: Uh, I think I only saw it once with y'all, but I saw it a couple times in theaters, because I went with my family at one point. Uh, I
2: was going to say, with you, four, (laughs) five times, and I think maybe seven or eight overall?
0: So, I started counting um, between my high school girlfriend, my family, Casey and me by ourselves, (laughs) (laughs) Casey and me with the girls, and then Casey, me, the girls, and you... I think the, I think the final total hit uh, twelve to thirteen times. It was I, such a good I, it movie was like, at the time. Oh, though. I also went and saw it solo twice. I remember, I remember, of course you I, did. Like there was there was one day I remember. Um, did you go watch Solo Solo? I wish that would have been good. Uh, but but I remember watching or uh, it was you were in, uh, no you were still in high school. It was your mm-hmm. senior year when it came out. Yeah. I remember walking out of high school. And we lo- we grabbed our phones and looked up the show times. And Emily, you, me, maybe Molly or Sydney, one of the girls. Yeah. We all like were like, let's go see it. And like yeah. we just went over to the to the uh, the movie theater. And we were just like, I'm pretty sure I'm the reason that like there were so many views and it broke so many records of the time. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs>
2: well, yeah. And one of my favorite parts about the fact that we saw the movie so many times was we went to the drive-in once to see it with the first time with the. <laughs> I think it was oh, Emily gosh. and I Sydney. Remember,
1: I think I remember going to the drive-in a ton because Jordan, you started working yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, you'd did, be like, I did yeah, I, I can get there. you guys in. It's like, okay, yeah. yeah. I, I could have saved it with free yeah. <laughs> movie. Yeah.
0: When Spider-Man came out. But but yeah, yeah, so.
2: So I think it was the first time the girls had seen it. But we had already seen it like six times or yeah, something we'd, we'd like seen that. It a ton of times. <laughs> and so the entire movie, we're quoting it. We're quoting this quote. We're quoting quotes that like don't even, like they're not memorable quotes. Like we're just, like we know what the next line is, so we say it. And the girls were so mad. Yeah, at us. Like Emily
0: was furious with us.
2: Furious with us. So then, at the end of the movie, comes, granted, it
1: didn't take much
2: to make her angry at you guys. Granted. No,
1: no, we 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 knew how to push
2: her buttons. <laughs> but so she's so furious at the end of the movie. They're playing it on the other screen, so we just turned the truck around and watched it again. Back with, back. We, we we
0: moved my Chevy S <laughs> ten that I had in high school, and just literally, I don't even know if we even like moved like. Five parking spots away. Like we literally just turned it around and watched it on the smaller screen when it when it doubled over. Oh my gosh, that was we we lost it. We were like, we're okay. We already ruined it. They're gonna want to watch it again. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and watch it now. We've already paid our ticket, which I, I just I think that was really cool. Uh. So uh, I w- I will say that one of my favorite memories um, with Nerd Culture is back in 2016. Um, my wife and I got married in May. And uh, she she set herself up as, as kind of like the ultimate wife um, because the very first Christmas gift that I got as a married man from my wife was a gift that trumps everything else. She sent me to Cincinnati Comic Expo. And at Cincinnati Comic Expo, the reason that it was so big was because that was the year they got Stan Lee there. And so uh, she's like, hey – like, I couldn't shut up about it. And it was like this three $400 experience. And, like, I, with the experience, I got uh, a pass to, to go get two autographs, uh, a picture with them, and I got to be one of the first ones in for the Q&A that night. And I bumped into some of our friends uh, from there, uh, Will Allen, um, Kyle Hunsucker. Uh, yeah, because I Evan showed up there randomly. Yep, we, we ran into some of them.
1: Because I went knowing you guys were going to be there But not planning on going to the same things as you Because yeah. you had so much stuff to do Yeah, And I ended up hanging out with Kyle and Reese Okay, I, I was trying I to remember If you were at, we were at that like, one or not Yeah, because so. that was when I showed up As Stranded stranded Island Oliver Queen And that's, I got to meet John right. Borrowman
0: Yes, so so with that experience um, My wife said Hey, I'm going to pay for your ticket And I said, Stan Lee's like in his late mid to late 90s, something like that at the time. And I was like, do you want to go? Because this is going to be something that like you'll never get another experience. And like I don't want you to miss out on this opportunity because I get someone else in my photo. Um, so it's not just me and, and Stan. Like I get Stan, me, and someone else. And she was like, no, I, you're going to get a hotel room. You're going to do your thing. Um, and so I call Casey. So mm-hmm. Casey, go ahead and tell me about your side of that story.
2: So yeah, so I get a call and you're like, I believe, if I remember correctly, you are like, Hey, are you busy this weekend? I was like, no, why?
0: Well, you, you had Tyler's wedding.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, that's right. I had had Tyler's wedding. Um, I don't remember. I think it was a Friday night or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was Friday night. And I was like, I have a wedding that weekend. And he's like, well, I'm going to Cincinnati Comic Con, and I'm going to get to see Stan Lee, but I get somebody else to go with me, and Katie doesn't want to go. Do you want to meet Stan Lee? I'm like absolutely yes
0: (laughs) it was it was really cool so after the wedding you drove down and you I believe didn't you stay the night with us yeah
2: so I drove down yeah that night everything you had to do that night had already ended yeah so
0: so I did the uh I did the Q&A where I actually got to ask him a question on my Facebook page I actually have that recorded and all that like it's on there um if I can find the video and I can share it to uh the nerd talk page I'll I'll definitely do that uh, so you guys can can see that um but yeah, I got to do my, my thing, and then you came down.
2: Yeah, we spent the night in the hotel, and then the next day, we went to the con, where we ran into Levi and everybody else. But then, yeah. I don't know how we got I so lucky. when I had real long hair. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how we got so lucky, but we go to stand in line for the experience, and I where we're standing, it looks like we're in the back, but then somebody comes up and turns us around and says, oh, come on, we were like the first ones through, well, so, or something so like that. In the, so they
0: did it in grouping, so it was like group A, group B, group C, and we were on group B, yeah. and so A had just finished, and so it looked like we went to the back of the line, and then they said, oh, group B is going to go this way, so we were like fourth or fifth, because a few families did get behind yeah. us, and like we were like... We were only there for maybe 20 minutes standing if that yeah um so that that was our experience with Mm -hmm. it but at that same comic con uh rob liefeld creator of deadpool was there and so i went to the atm because i had to have money to be able to get his signature um i went and i got him to uh to sign my deadpool mask um and so i went and and got all that uh and then I also bumped in on the show floor. I bumped into John Barrowman, and guys, I if you know me, I am not someone who is is shy around people. I'm pretty pretty outgoing, um, and That's I literally an I bump into him, and I'm like, ha Hi, I'm 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 a big fan, and he was like, I can tell, and like like John just had this this personality like. Like, when he, when he portrays it on screen, whether he no matter what show he's in, like, he's mm-hmm. got that kind of attitude and, like, I do my own thing. That is him to a T. Like, I don't know if it's his character or if it's him just doing his own thing oh, and that becomes the character.
1: I'm pretty sure it's just him. Oh,
0: absolutely. I, I'm like...
1: See, like, watching him in Arrow is one thing, but I remember I was introduced to him in Doctor Who. Where he was Captain Jack, right? captain jack harkness yeah and it's like no he's like just the way he talks is almost exactly the same
0: yeah he just like, he, he's no, himself he doesn't
1: change how he how he speaks for different characters like their personalities may be different but the way he presents them in their speech patterns yeah is almost always identical and it but it it works for some reason
0: absolutely he he just has this this flair about him that just does really well so uh, I then end up going back uh, to his booth a little bit later. Um, when I get up to him, <laughs> he looks at me and he's like, you're the stutter kid. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to meet Stan Lee. I got the experience pass. And I just, I didn't realize I was going to get starstruck. And he was like, at least it was with me and not the big man. And I was like, that is very true. So I'm going to side change it real fast back to the, the Stan Lee. So this picture that we got with Stan Lee, I'm still mad because of the way it played out. I love it. It's my favorite photo of anything Casey and I have ever done. But I was afraid to be near him because they said, do not touch Stan. And so I'm like afraid I'm even going to break him because I've got this big metal shield that I custom made and I've got like all this stuff.
2: He was cosplaying as Captain America. Yes, I was
0: cosplaying as Captain America at that point. And so uh, I come in with the cap shield that I, I made and I go right next to him. And I thought I was closer than I actually was. Um, and next thing I know, when we go to get the printed photo, Casey's hand looks like it's on him. He shadow touched him. He's like a <laughs> foot behind with his left hand, but it looks like he's touching him and it, like he's got my Nelson and like he even had my shirt. He didn't I even didn't. bring his I own like, cuz I came from
2: shirt. a wedding. I didn't have my superhero like nerdy shirts with me, yeah, so brought I was nothing. just dressed in like a regular old t-shirt. So
0: so he has my Nelson and Murdoch shirt. So so Daredevil fans, you understand yeah. that one. And then he's got like the Spider-Man pose and he's got his hand his left hand up and all that and it looks like he's got his hand on Stanley's shoulder. Yeah. And what was cool was we found out that Stan actually falls asleep during his uh, his photo shoots. Mm-hmm. He learned the art of smiling and keeping his eyes open while doing that and falling asleep. We get there. He talked to us. Yeah. He was that awake. That was one of the coolest things. And I was just like,
2: oh my god. I mean, it was gosh. something just simple. Like, hey guys, how's it going? Yeah, and we're he, like, he's awake. Yeah. So we were like,
0: oh my gosh. And like, just so... He was really just down to earth and just was a nice. really cool guy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. But it just—it was one of those cool things. And now that he's not here anymore, like I just – I treasure that. And one of the, the things that I had signed uh, – because they said you get one thing that you bring in and one thing that uh, that they give you that you get signed. So I had this big picture lithograph of Spider-Man. Uh, it's, it's Spider-Man through the ages. And it's got all the different girls. It's got Gwen Stacy, mm-hmm. uh, Black Cat, and, and Mary Jane Watson. Um, and I had him sign that. But the other one – is I brought in a special uh, Civil War uh, graphic novel, and I actually – Steve McNeven, who was the artist of that series, he was there at that convention, and I found out they were going to make me pay if I didn't have it specifically autographed to me. And then I found out that he was like, you brought a graphic novel, not just an issue. Issues are – go like people bring them in and then have them all signed, and then they sell them. But people who bring in graphic novels bring them in because they want most people to sign them. It's not – it's like a collector thing. And I was like, OK. And he didn't charge me. And then like, I went later when his booth closed. Like, I sat I, – how long did I say I sat in that line? Like two, three two hours? Two or
2: three hours, yeah.
0: Every single person he was meeting with up until like two or three people ahead of me, he was actually uh, drawing a picture for each person. So like these were not like small sketches either. Like they were like full characters, yeah. and I'm like, oh my gosh! Like he was he was just into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at that the last thing that was really big there was my favorite uh, my favorite issue was on sale. Uh, I think I paid like three or four bucks for it. It's the Hal Jordan uh, Emerald Knights where he's got all the rings. He's got his hands right in front of his face. And, yeah. and the artist Daryl Banks, he's from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've met him at a few comic cons. Really nice guy, uh, very stand up. He was there, and I got a first edition, and it's it's signed. It's in. Uh, I've got it in my my collection. I'm like things like that are just. It's cool. It's those memories that we make. Absolutely. So, what are yeah. some of the influences that have affected you guys? Um, from nerd culture, whether it's superheroes or, or the fantasies of like Lord of the Rings, like what are some of the biggest influences for you?
2: Levi, you want to go first, or would you like me to go for it? I'm so, one, of, of, an one of my things, and I know Levi, I think you like this as well, um, is a book series, um, Aragon. That book series, I can remember telling people, like, don't get me wrong, I love Harry Potter, but when you can write a character. Like a dragon, Sephira, and she makes me laugh? The dragon makes me laugh? I love that book <laughs> so much. She is so sassy. I love it. It's great. <laughs> 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 it's, uh, it just launched me into the whole fantasy thing. I mean, that's why we do a and d campaign together. Yeah. That's why Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Aragon, anything yeah. fantasy is... Or, uh, it's probably why I don't like Star Wars as much as you guys. Don't get me wrong, I like Star Wars, but I'm more fantasy than I am sci- sci-fi. Yeah.
1: And I, I'm both fantasy and sci-fi. Like, I grew up with both. But for me, fantasy has always, specifically Lord of the Rings, mm. has been, like, the turning point for me when it, in my childhood. And why I really fell into, like, nerd culture. Because I loved the fantasy uh and because of that, like I really got into like mythologies as well, and I love reading about different uh, cultures, mythology. And that's why I got into books like the Percy Jackson series and so many other random books that I read in high school and in college. But uh, it's definitely a big influence for why I really got into D and D, which is like a big part of uh, a big thing that I'm really into these days. And yeah, or and you sucked someone us into like it Jordan, <laughs> who's more Jordan. You're probably a little bit more into comics than Casey and I are. But that's one thing that I like about D and D because you can take, you can build ca- like comic book characters as D and D classes. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Like, for instance, Captain America is the epitome of a paladin. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's perfect because he is the the perfect paladin.
0: Absolutely. I, I think that's one of the coolest things is getting to see, uh, like, each of us... each Oh, <laughs> you're good. Sorry. <laughs> uh, each one of us has our own separate nerdy culture. Uh, like, we're, we're all in different parts. Like, being a nerd or a geek or, or whatever, because um, that's multiple terms that, that kind of go at us, um, I think what's really cool is, like, Casey, you're you're into some of that more fantasy where Levi kinda sits in between a little bit more sci-fi and a little bit more fantasy, kinda like you sit in between on that. And I, I definitely see myself more on, on the sci-fi side. I'm mm. not I'm not real big on Lord of the Rings. Um, Chronicles of Narnia, I like that. Um I'm gonna be listening that's on my list of, of mm. books. I've got the audiobooks. Nice. Um, so I'm like I'm really excited to listen to those. It's a good one. Um but yeah, I, I think that's what's really cool, is like we all get to kind of share some of our our nerdisms, um, like Casey and I are really big Pokemon people. Um, that is a huge influence on mm-hmm. us. Uh, you and I, Levi, we're big Star Wars guys. We we mm-hmm. love that kind of stuff. I mean, you were just showing us a little while ago before we started. Like you got the the new lightsaber that's a battling lightsaber, and you were telling us about yeah, the I, uh, I cloak and Obi Wan. I got Obi Wan's
1: lightsaber, a replica, and I got his robes so I can cosplay as Obi Wan uh partially because the obi-wan series is going to be it's filming be so and good so
2: excited for that cannot wait for that and
1: i was like this is the perfect opportunity to live out my dream and become obi-wan kenobi
0: well here's my question will you have the high ground always <laughs> always
1: unless it's you because you tower over everything. <laughs> because
0: i am taller i, I guess I my mind is <laughs> the high ground um don't underestimate his power. You though. are the high ground. <laughs> I, I am the high ground. Hi, <laughs> high, high yeah. ground. And I'm Casey. <laughs> so, I just I think that that's one of the coolest things is like when we go in, we're able to kind of talk about it. Um, we I remember uh, back in it was 2016. Um, Katie and I were living in West Jeff. Uh, you guys were all in the Eaton area at the time, and I called you up and I was like, hey, Ant-Man comes out. Mm-hmm. Would you guys like to meet up in Huber Heights? My, my in-laws live there, uh, and then we'll, we'll go there, and, and we all got to go see Ant-Man together um yeah which was was awesome uh yeah. katie i don't know if katie got to go or not i can't remember if she was working that night
2: i think she might have been working okay
0: so but like the the old friend gang from high school we all got together we went to go see the movie um and that, that's something that we do is we always try to get together i'm excited for black widow i gotta say like that one is, yeah that looks really good um
1: that's gonna be really good
0: um but like superheroes is also one of those big things for us mm-hmm. um and it's there's just different things that like connect us in different ways um, and I, I love that I think that, that when you can find those common grounds you're able to, to, to talk more and you're able to do more um, I've been a youth pastor for five years um, and Casey you, you helped serve with my youth program mm-hmm. um, we turned uh, this whole the whole Marvel experience into something bigger for for my ministry at the time um, we actually went and saw endgame infinity war spider-man far from home i can't remember if i took them to, to ant man i don't think i took them to ant man mm-hmm. and the wasp i think it was those three i took students specifically to go see those and when we were at kingston back in late 16
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah l- late 16 yeah. we went and saw dr strange dr.
2: strange yeah
0: um, which was just so cool to to, to see all that kind of just play out just because the kids they they love it too and you you can relate on different levels um, and when you're when you have that, you're willing to talk more, and you build those <laughs> friendships, Yeah. Um, which I just think is cool. So, on the topic of superheroes, here's my question for you guys: Who has the best origin
1: story? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've, I've got I've got a couple. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just because, for one, I love this origin story, uh, Tim Drake. Who his basis of his origin story is he figures out who Batman is. It's funny, though, because in, the orig- in some of the original storylines of how he finds out, he was a huge fan of the Flying Graysons. He was a little kid and was at the circus when Dick Grayson's parents died. He saw it happen. And years later, he was watching footage or, like, saw it on TV and saw Robin do a move, like an acrobatic move, that only three people in the world have ever been able to pull off. And two of them are dead, and the other one is Dick Grayson. He's like, Dick Grayson's Robin! That means Bruce Wayne is Batman! And he's just, like, this amazing detective. And it all came down to he was just a giant fanboy (laughs) who geeked out over circus acrobatics and was able to figure out who batman was because dick grayson wanted to put some flair into crime fighting
0: yeah
2: so what you're saying is tim drake became a superhero because he was a circus nerd so nerds are heroes is what you're telling me
1: Obviously, yes. Perfect. That's what
2: I'm glad to hear it. Got to (laughs) come up with a name now.
1: (laughs) Why do you think I took gymnastics as a kid?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you said you had another one?
1: Oh, yeah. This one is less superhero, but still one of my favorite origin stories. Okay. And it's... uh, the dread pirate roberts oh yeah. how wesley becomes the dread pirate roberts so real quick Just... so for our
0: listeners who don't know who this is if you are an uncultured swine and you don't understand this reference this is one of the biggest nerd references there is out there the dread pirate roberts comes from the movie the princess bride um if you haven't seen it go watch it like stop the podcast or, and read, pause. It. Yeah, or there, read yeah or read it is yeah look i haven't read it yet um I'm gonna see if I can get the it's audiobook book. I, I I prefer to to hear the books, but oh my gosh, that that is a that's an iconic movie. Uh, so so sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to make sure people know who we're talking no, about. I,
1: I love the story because Wesley he for years everyone thinks he's dead because they think because the Dread Pirate Roberts leaves no survivors whenever he takes over a ship. But for like I think it's supposed to be like five years he was just on the, the Dread Pirate Roberts ship and he goes, "Good work, Wesley." See you tomorrow. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. And that just happens for five years until he's like, so by the way, I'm not the original Dread Pirate Roberts. He's, like, been retired for 20 years. Uh, and now I'm gonna retire, and now you're Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> and he's just... <laughs> the scenario is just... What?
0: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> and it's hilarious, because Wesley comes back as the Dread Pirate Roberts, and he's just this charming, suave kind of like Zorro dressed in black with a face mask Kind he, he's, like, like, he's like an English
2: Zorro I also feel we should have yeah, given you guys and a spoiler I love the alert on that <laughs> one
1: <laughs> oh, and I love yeah, the oops. movie just because it's kind of that uh, it's kind of that Brit- drier British humor mm-hmm. and I love it the Princess uh, Bride so much.
0: I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, let's not movie. forget, that
1: movie is iconic alone just because it has Andre the Giant.
2: That Absolutely. is true.
0: Yeah. That is very true.
2: So, let's see. I actually have two now. I started with one and developed into two. So my first one, I'm a huge X-Men fan, and I think Colossus has one of the best origin stories because while working on, at least this is the one I know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but while working on his family's farm with his sister, his sister was about to get hit by a tractor, and so he jumps in front of this tractor to protect her, and that's when his mutant like powers activate like come to fruition, and he turns into this you know the organic steel and the tractor just smashes up against it, and it saves his sister just to show that like hero isn't powers, you can be a hero, no matter what kind of like the Captain America movie, where he jumps on the grenade, even though he has no. Absolutely. Powers. The other one I really yeah. like is Green Arrow, and Green Arrow. I love Green Arrow yeah. because, as I like to say, he's like the poor man's Batman. Batman always has a plan, <laughs> always is a you know always a strategic. Oliver was a excuse my language a screw up.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He. There was nothing yeah.
2: that. Yeah. was like. And he still makes mistakes to this day. He's not perfect, and oh, yeah. that's what I love about it. Like, like
1: unlike, unlike Bruce Wayne who was set on becoming a hero on that path at a very, very early age. Oliver Queen didn't start along that path until he was, like, late teens, early 20s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And was, like, kind of forced to become who he was and then chose to become a hero. So it's like, of course he's not going to be nearly as dark as Batman.
2: Yeah, well, and and he—I mean—he his stories can get dark. I mean, he's made so much mistakes oh, that yeah. one of his sidekicks ended up, you know, overdosing, literally. Yeah, and he couldn't do Force anything. Speedy.
0: Yeah, yeah, the irony in that one. So,
2: but as you know, he just always is. I feel like there's always an optimistic tone afterwards.
0: Yeah, I, he, yeah, he's he's the hero for the people. He just mm-hmm. there's there's something really cool there. Uh, Levi, you and I were talking, um, and I did start looking into it, uh, the flash. I love that every element on the periodic table was on the shelf when it fell on him. So, like, in the original mm, comics, the original, the original, the original comic original when, story. when Barry Allen gets splashed and then the lightning, yeah. every element on the periodic table is on that shelf. Like It's like it doesn't make sense
2: Every my chemistry brain is like can you even have
0: every yeah. element no, no. It, it, like, the, <laughs> <laughs> like, like everything is labeled it's got all this and I looked at it and I just I laughed I'm like That's these awesome. guys they're so funny cause like I don't know like Superman and Batman are cool like don't get me wrong they've they got, they got some really cool things and I mean these guys have they've held the comic book industry but when you look at their origins it's very dull but you look at like Like Flash, Barry Allen is not the first Flash. You've got Jay Garrick. Mm -hmm. And then you move from the the 40s and 50s into the 60s, 70s, where you start to see the the modern age of superheroes, where you've got Hal Jordan and Barry Allen stepping into those roles that were already, already there. But now they've modernized them. They've changed the stories a little bit. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Hal Jordan, and I think he Mm -hmm. has a really cool story. It's definitely not, like, my favorite origin story. If I had to choose a Green Lantern for an origin story, it's going to be Kyle Rayner. Dude had to go take a leak. The bathroom was was full, and so he goes out to the the alley right behind the bar, Mm -hmm. and uh, Ganthet shows up, the last of the Guardians, and says, Kyle, and he's like crap what did I do and then he turns around it's a little blue man floating (laughs) he's like okay this is this isn't right and if you read the new guardians when they they kind of retell that story uh, he's like Ganthet like puts the the, or gives him the ring and he's like you can do anything with your mind and because he's an illustrator he's that that artist he immediately creates like a like a chibi version of Ganthet. (laughs) like he just pushes the ring and and he's like well you're gonna get the hang of this one real quick And I'm like, I I love some of those stories, but, like, the periodic table, it just makes me laugh. Like, who came up with the idea, like, hey, we're going to put all this – because sometimes they hide those little things in.
1: Every element in physical anything – is just on this one tiny four by eight. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not even like wooden. a massive
0: shelf either. It's not like a whole wall it's like, full of it. It's like the small like storage shelves <laughs> that you get at Walmart.
1: Wait a minute, some of that. How does that work? Some of that's extremely radioactive.
2: Yeah, like well, there's nothing that can. Contain if you It's too close though. to
1: this, it blows up. Just and like, I, and and because of that, every chemical known to man and every element known to man falls on him it's not just some of them get on him all of it gets on him and then he's struck by lightning
2: yeah I mean guys we probably really shouldn't get into the actual science <laughs> behind superheroes just saying but yes it is funny. oh no
1: that's one of my favorite things because <laughs> the science behind
2: superheroes
1: most of the people that superman saves as he catches them would break their spines instantly the second he grabs well them.
0: If, if you watch uh big bang theory they, they talk about that at one point they're like I would just let her hit the pavement. And they're like, Sheldon. And he's like, what? You, if he, put, <laughs> he can't decelerate with her that fast. It's literally two arms that would cut her into three lowest lanes. And I'm like, that's really funny. <laughs> like, yeah. the science behind it doesn't add up, but it's great. One of the favorite like, questions I've
2: been asked. It would be
1: a full-on... Go ahead, Like, Eva. the most realistic thing in any superhero comic is Gwen Stacy... Dying mm, yeah, from her
0: fault. Yeah, yeah that, one, that yeah. one was nuts. Which that,
1: is, it's horrible, because it like, traumatized like, us. Yeah.
0: But I, I think what's cool is, like, when it transferred to the screen, it felt like we just read the story for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, like way back oh, when, yeah. when they killed her, What when was it, the 60s, seventy, something mm, like that?
2: Something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. So, somewhere in there. Uh, when, when they killed Gwen, I think what was cool was, like, with uh emma stone playing her character in the amazing spider-man mm-hmm. it just felt like it popped off the page like as if we were mm-hmm. reading this story and seeing it for the first time it was like you felt the pain yeah and i think that's what's cool when, when you oh, see yeah. some of that
2: yeah so. and I, I like
1: we know certain things that are going to happen going in but like yeah it happens and still breaks our heart yeah like going into the original uh captain america movie and they introduced bucky the way that they did we're like oh This is going to end bad.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so it was funny. I I wasn't, like, into comic book reading at that time when that movie came out, and so I was like, Bucky, that name sounds familiar, but, like, oh, it's his best friend. Okay, cool. And then when uh, they started talking about The Winter Soldier, I was like, wait, (laughs) time out. And so I started reading more on that series, and then I ended up, after the movie, uh, I actually bought the book, uh, The Winter Soldier. Which they parallel so well, but they didn't like take it directly off the pages and all that. I'm like, there were certain pieces to that that story that they did really well, but I was like, wow, that was just a. It's just a, and and you guys know, Winter Soldier is my favorite movie, Mm -hmm. but man, it just it was so well done. And so, but guys, the
1: Russo brothers just oh yeah, they're
0: phenomenal. So, so guys, thank you so much for joining me um, for my first episode. It's been a lot of fun talking uh, and, and kind of reminiscing and remembering some of these moments. Um, I, I can't thank you guys enough for doing this um, and for helping me with our starting point uh, with this, this podcast. Um, and thank you for all who joined uh, in on our Nerd Talk. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook uh, for updates and upcoming episodes and discussions. Thanks again and come back next time for more Nerd Talk.